Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. What you're about to hear takes place on my road trip from the Chicagoland area to Nashville. And so um, my brother had driven my mom out there with the moving truck, all of her stuff. Um, and then I flew out. He, he drove out to California with the moving truck, took all of her stuff out, out there to Nashville. I flew into Chicago. Okay, he went out to Chicago, brought all to Tennessee with my mom. I flew into town to Chicago to get her car and her cat and drive them both across the country to Nashville. So what you're going to hear here is um, an experiment in not listening to music. I chose not to listen to music for a reason. I wanted to see what kinds of ideas, thoughts, um, songs would just blast my antenna while I was out there driving along, just me and the cat. So you'll hear a lot of synchronicities, a lot of revelations, and it's fun because... Uh, you get to hear the synchronicities happen in real time, things that I previously talked about. Bam, all of a sudden, they, there they are. Um, it's pr pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. If you ever get a chance to go on a road trip and not use the radio, not not listen to any music, I would suggest try trying it. Um, quite interesting, that's for sure. Thank you to Mickey Dolans for for the introduction. And uh, keep your ears tuned for the outro you're listening to in Sprato Projecto. It is one, two, oh no, 11, 12 a.m., uh, I'm now in Indiana. Today is October 25th, continuing the road trip journey. In the uh, last episode, I talked about visiting the Grants, which were some neighbors across the street from where I grew up at 321 Arrowhead in Carroll Stream. And uh, I was talking about the synchronicities. Well, I just came across another synchronicity. The street that I just so happened to turn on is called Grant Avenue. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And on the way here, I was thinking about how during the song Africa, I turn into a werewolf. There's a split second in there where I turn into the, oh, what is it? The, this beast that I've become, something like that. That's when I become a, I turn into a werewolf. There's a great theory about that song Africa that uh, the song is about werewolves out there. And... Um, so that's what I always think about. So I was thinking about that as I was pulling in and as I was walking through this uh, speedway, or no, this is a Petro, Petro stopping center, uh, Werewolves of London started playing. So that was pretty cool by uh, Warren Zevon. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio and there is more to come. I've had some... Uh... Oh, I had... Oh. Yes, this was an idea that I had. I was looking at the various cars driving around, and I thought, how cool would it be to make a company 
that, uh, so you can kind of rebrand your car. So for instance, instead of a, whatever that is, something suburban, uh, what does that say? Something suburban. Um, which is great because I just came from the suburbs. Uh, something suburban. What if you had a company that could make alternate, like whatever that is, let's say it's Mazda Suburban, uh, I don't know, I don't know, Honda Suburban. Um, if you could change those nameplates on there. So you could just basically rebrand your car. So it could be called the, um, the uh, Fireball Rocket, right? So Fireball in big letters, Fireball, and then little one, Rocket, as if that's the car company, the Rocket. So I thought that'd be pretty cool. So that way, if you had like a fleet of cars, if you had a whole bunch of different cars, you just call them whatever. Fireball, rocket. Uh, Space chaser, rocket. Galaxy investigator, rocket. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. Anyway, more to come. Whoa, another one. All right, so uh, before I got into the car, I watched a TikTok that one of the Yachtly crew guys sent me, and it was a cross, it was a cross between the Commodore's Easy and uh, uh, the uh, Kiss. Uh, you drive me crazy. I want to rock and roll all night. So it was a cross between that. It was a mashup with that and Easy. Ah, um, so... I was just watching that, and now I'm going towards where I'm going towards Indian, Indianapolis is uh, Detroit. So I don't know if you remember, there was that movie called Detroit Rock City, I believe, uh, which is about these kids trying to get their way to a Kiss concert. So I had to tell you about that one because that's yet another miraculous synchronicity along this road trip. And you better believe that I will continue to, uh, to keep spilling the beans on these synchronicities, baby. That's right, that's right. 
It's gonna be alright, it's gonna be okay, we're gonna make it there Sometime today, hey, hey, it's gonna be alright, it's gonna be real good, it's gonna be real cool, it's gonna be okay. You hear that? There's like a series of bumps on the freeway. Have you ever asked yourself, where does that toll money go on toll roads? Who gets that toll money? What is it used for? And why do we have to pay them? In the olden days, he had to pay a toll to the troll to pass the bridge so he wouldn't rip the uh, arms out of your sockets. In this day and age, why do you pay the tolls? Is it just for the lulls? I just saw this awesome billboard. It totally seems like a Saturday Night Live skit or something that my, my brother and I would create or my friends and I would make. It, it says, uh, do you have motorcycle problems? Call Mike with the bike. And then uh, his phone number is up there. He's standing up there next to a motorcycle with his motorcycle jacket on. So next time you're out in Indiana, and you, you have motorcycle issues, Make sure to look up Mike with the bike. He'll take care of you. Tell him Inspirato Projecto sent you. By the way, did I mention that my book, Wonder Wander, You Draw, just the letter U, You Draw, Wonder Wander, You Draw. It's gonna be a series, the You Draw series. I have a series called You Write, and I'm in, I'm inventing the other names shortly. But uh, I made a You Write book, which is all blank, all blank. So that's coming out. I'm, 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 that's on its way. But for now, there's the You Draw book which has a lot of blank pages and then a lot of different like how to draw segments, some philosophical stuff in there. Uh, there's a, a word search, connect the dots, fun stuff like that. It's an activity book. And uh, I would say it's for all ages. If you're a little kid and you wanna learn how to draw, there's some stuff in there how to draw. If you're an adult and you just wanna doodle without Overanalyzing without, uh, you know, trying to sort of compete with whoever you believe is the best artist that's rolling around in your brain, like adults are, are, you know, tend to do. It's like, oh, I can't draw. I'm, I'm no Salvador Dali. Uh, oh no, I, I can't make music. I'm no Jimi Hendrix. Well, just take that out of the equation. You know, don't, don't. No one's requiring you to. 
compare yourself to anyone. So remember, we you are your own artist. You are your you got your own unique perspectives and life lives that you've lived. So check it out. Wonder Wander. Look it up on Amazon. Wonder Wander C E C. And if that doesn't work, look up Kurt Clendenin, C U R T. Wonder Wander You Draw. It's got a squint, kind of a, it's kind of a guy, there's a, there's a guy on the front cover, he's got like these tentacles coming out of his head, and uh, I think you might enjoy it. It's getting close to Christmas here, maybe you know someone who is having a birthday soon, fun gift idea, and uh, if you email me your drawing, or if you find me on Instagram, Inspirato Projecto, you can find me on Instagram. And if you upload your photo and tag me in it, I'll I'll re-upload it. I'll share your picture. Or if you want, you can just simply, if you don't have Instagram, you can email it to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. And uh, and I'll still do that. So I love the I love the audience participation. It's a living book, you see, because even if you, even if it's a little, even if it, a little kid is drawing in this, and they might not understand some of the concepts that are placed in there, uh, they will understand them later in life. Just as the older adult, the adult will understand the concepts, and yet maybe they're sort of. You know, they're, maybe they're not very adept in the drawing area. So it's kind of, it kind of helps out both. And plus, if you, if you have little kids in your life, your sons, your daughters, your nieces, your nephews, uh, or if you're a babysitter, it's a great way to collectively collaborate on something and to have a lot of fun with it. So... Check it out. Wonder, wonder, you draw. Let me know what your thoughts are. By the way, you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. While I'm driving out here through Indiana, and they got these huge windmills. Reminds me of the windmills that you see when you're out in California, and you're driving out in the direction of uh, Joshua Tree. Huge windmills. And it's raining up a storm out here. And I'm thinking, wow, what an interesting creation that would be, is rain mills. Rain mills. And when they spin, they create the rain. It could be a science fiction story. Actually, have you heard about this recently? Uh, There are, I think they're doing it in India? They're doing it in parts of the U.S., it's funny because like they're always talking about well okay so what they're doing is they're sending up these drones up into the sky to send electric impulses into the clouds to then make it rain and I'm thinking okay if I could figure out that technology I could make a mint out here in California I ate well in California because they're they're always complaining about the drought they're saying there's a water shortage well Let's say I get 
these drones up there and I make it wa and I make it rain directly over the waterways and directly over those areas where we where we really need it the most. I think that could be pretty cool. I think that'd be really cool. And so I'm gonna look deeper into that. Um, for if you wanna if you're into like weather machine type stuff like harp. Um, look up, there's a great documentary called, Forgo it's by Forgotten Tales, my buddy John Garside, who directed Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid, he has this series called Forgotten Tales, and it's a, an amazing uh, historical series on YouTube, and look up the Electrodome, Electrodome, that is where the harp weather machine got their blueprints. They got their blueprints directly from the Electrodome. And uh, those blueprints then went on to Russia. And they also went to Australia. And I think Japan even. So that's how those that's how all those other countries were able to build their weather machines too. So yeah, look up Forgotten Tales Electrodome. And uh, go, you go down the rabbit hole on that. You'll be very surprised uh, to see. Um, and along with that, I'm curious, what, what things that you have heard, you know, for decades and decades that, that were labeled as conspiracy theories uh, that you're actually now seeing come to light? What, what things are you noticing out there in the world that were previously labeled as conspiracy theories and, uh, and you know, people were laughed at and thrown into insane asylums because they, they were called kooks. Oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. Uh, but then, you know, there, there ends up being some secret CIA file that emerges or um, you end up finding out, oh, that's actually true. What have you noticed lately coming true? I'd love to know. Also, to go along with that, have you apologized to your local conspiracy theorist who uh, warned you of those things? Or perhaps you are that person. Um, I think conspiracy theorist is just a derogatory term given to detectives and investigators. There are a lot of folks out there who love these crime shows. They love these crime shows out there. Can you imagine if any of those detectives and investigators were called conspiracy theorists? because they followed their hunches, because they followed their intuition, because they followed the clues, because they followed the, the money trail, because they listened to the witnesses, the first-hand witnesses, and they, you know, and they, and they, they looked where they were being pointed to. Just imagine that. Just imagine that. Maybe you yourself uh, are a private detective. get your schooling or whatever is needed to become a, a an official private detective. Maybe you're an armchair detective, as one might call it. Uh, I know plenty of those. And I'm curious what your take is on this. First of all, UFOs come to mind. Why don't you look into your uh, local search engine? Look up DuckDuck. Use DuckDuckGo. I would say let's. We could just stop using Go, Google all, you know, altogether because that that censors information. We already know about that. DuckDuckGo does not censor information. Look up 
UFO, Galactic Federation, Israel. And uh, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see it right there. And if you haven't heard about it, the Pentagon has released, you know, official uh, the official videos that were already released years ago. Um, the Pentagon is just now coming around and saying, oh yeah, by the way, we lied about all that, you know. We lied about, we, we lied about the fact that UFOs were not real and that we were not investigating them and uh, we actually have been, so. And it's like, oh, you're just going to go ahead and casually mention that? So where are the repercussions? What else are you lying about? Don't get me started. It is 1.49 p.m. I stopped uh, at this gas station, I believe I'm still in Indianapolis, at a place called Luke, L-U-K-E. The U is yellow, the other letters are white. And their motto on the front says, serving you, the letter U. And the reason why I point this out is because, well, for two things. One thing is, I just mentioned to you in, the, in one of these other segments about my book, Wonder Wander, U draw, letter U, D-R-A-W, you draw. And uh, the letter U is a pretty pretty big deal to me in my world. So, uh, and it says on the door, Luke up, Luke up. I love it, I love it. And, um, and then Luke, in terms of Luke Skywalker, which is funny because earlier I was thinking about at the Whiskey A Go Go, how we were standing outside, and I was talking to one of the guys who worked there. And as I was talking, Paulie starts going, uh, he starts, he starts going, you know, going like that as I'm talking. And then he stopped. I go, oh no, 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 do do that, do that again, Paulie. And he's going like this, and I'm going, Luke, I am your father. And so I said, who's that impression of? <laughs> And, uh, cause earlier that day I had seen someone talk about how they would, they would go up to a fan. Oh, he was a, a comedian who he was able to get, uh, Mark Hamill into his movie. And so the, the comedian walked in front of a fan and he walked into it and he was like, Luke, I'm your father. I don't know if you've ever done that. Stood in front of a fan and you can have it distort your voice. So that had popped into my brain when Paulie was doing it on my chest. It, it kind of reminded me of like a poor man's version of a fan. Whoa, wow. Look at that, we passed by fans. Maybe it was those fans that also reminded me of that. And I just didn't talk about it in the episode. Wow, wow, wow. Synchronicities, I'm so glad you're here with me for these. Thank you. Boy, I gotta tell you about this one. I am right now driving behind a car. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, what time is it? Maybe this makes a big difference here. 2.29 p.m. I'm driving behind a car that has the infinity symbol on it, which is another big deal to me, as is the letter U. This is called Diffinity. D-I-F-I-N-I-T-I. Diffinity. And then their slogan is, safety is not an accident. Definity. It's like different. 
Definity. Wow. 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 Have you seen the movie They Live? Many people, they call that a documentary, much like The Matrix. Um, I was just thinking of an idea for a movie where um, where the where the you know the people in there are speaking literal, truly literal. Like ex- they're saying exactly what's on their mind. No poetics involved. No uh, what double speak or triple speak. Um, like the politicians, the news people, they're just telling you exactly what it is. Um, saying, you know, today's news report paid for by this political party. Um, and the news we're about to give you here has been given to us to give to you. Um, this is what they paid us to tell you today. And then, of course, the politicians going, if you vote for me, I promise I will change my mind on the promises I'm making today. Um, I will hanker down with more restrictions, uh, less freedom, and ways to have you obey us at our every command even better than before just stuff like that just stuff like that um I think that would be really nice to like really really show what's on their minds and you don't even have to point to any specific anything that's going on But you just, you do that, and it helps just kind of wake people up, get some, you know, looking through that lens. And, you know, even stuff, uh, stuff like, you know, let's say, for instance, um, uh, if there's a company that makes baby powder, you know, like we, we are willingly, um, adding asbestos to this baby powder and we know that your children will get cancer and then but we're not going to be held responsible for it um so you know it's just like everything is just told right up front our cigarettes will kill you um so be different than some of your other friends and die a lung cancer death. Uh, just things like that. Things that are just like really, really on there. Really on the nose, if you will. On the K-N-O-W-S, if you will. As I'm driving, I just noticed the name of either a street or a town. It's called Vernon Fork. Why, hello, my name is Vernon Fork, and yes, I do own a fork shop. Our favorite motto is Fork You. If you don't like our forks, then Fork You.
We engrave them, we make them, we customize them based on your imagination. And if what we make don't match up with your imagination, then fork you, go somebody, go somewhere else. If you don't like them forks we're engraving, that we're customizing, then fork you, respectfully, 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 fork you. I'm Vernon Fork, and that's my message. Okay, if if you're a screenwriter and you use this idea, please include me in on it. I want to brainstorm with you on this idea. I just saw a huge sign for Adventure Park, and it's 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 the only underground park. I love that. What if these kids... Come on down to the Adventure Park, it's a thousand feet below. Come on down to the Adventure Park, who really knows what you're gonna find. So I had this idea about Adventure Park. What if we got a premise for a movie called, you know, it's called Adventure Park. And it's about these kids, or anybody, anybody, who find a secret... I've never been to Adventure Park, so I don't really know what's, what, it's, what that's like. But let's say after all these years, some s- secret special area erodes just enough to open up a cavern to the center of the earth to where the, um, the Lumerians, the Atlanteans, uh, the Telosians, the Agarthans, that whole Agarthan network that's down there, and they, they just travel. They just keep going. They just keep going. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe the people who find, who, find this place ooh how about this how about this it could be a family of little people that find it this way we can give them more jobs my friend Joe Osmond who's a stunt woman would be perfect she and her husband they're both stunt stunt people uh, and so you got you know it's 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 a, 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 a woman or her husband, uh, maybe his brother, his brother's wife, her, uh, you know, the, uh, her her brother, his wife, maybe an uncle, another uncle, you know, some maybe grandpa, a family of them, and only they are small enough to fit into this place. So maybe people think they go missing. But they didn't necessarily go missing. They just went exploring further into the deep, deep depths of, uh, of the adventure park. How about that? It just popped in my brain. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Wow. Wow. I love it. I love it. And then maybe they... You know, they end up brainstorming with these folks on how to save humanity. Ooh. And maybe they've been building a ship down under underground to uh, to fly somewhere. Or maybe they have a, a device that, that digs further, further deep in there. Who knows? 
So that's it. Come on out to the adventure park. Don't you think it's fun? Come out to the adventure park. We're a thousand feet below. I bet. I bet you didn't know. Something like that. I once wrote this short story about a coffee shop inside of a volcano and there are all these tours that go on you know and there's a coffee shop in there and the big selling point is that the coffee is made from real lava made with lava so maybe that's what heats up the coffee maybe they actually make the coffee out of the lava um, hmm. What if, and I called it Volcano Coffee. Maybe that's the little name of the coffee shop. But now I'm thinking maybe the Adventure Park idea. Maybe they keep crawling and crawling. Uh. Maybe there's a place underneath the volcano. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But something where they come across the volcano coffee. Something like that. I think that would be fun. I'm driving beneath a, a, a an awesome bridge right now in 31 South. Wow, it's like a beige color. Whoa, we might have dro driven over this. For Yali Crew, now that I think about it. Oh my god. I think, I think, I think we might have. I think we might have. Oh. There's four, there's one, two, four big bridges like this. Oh my god, this is amazing. We're going over this big water. Oh man. So this idea for a character could be a superhero, could be a villain, uh, called the Crier. And this person can just cry on cue. Like, I'm talking crocodile tears. And when they cry, everyone who can see them and hear them can just starts bawling. Just breaks down crying. And uh, that just popped into my brain. Be an interesting superpower. So I just had this idea for an invention and... If it's been thought of before, I would love to know why it hasn't been applied, what what good reasons there are for it. Um, unfortunately, I've been seeing a lot of roadkill. Uh, anytime I catch even a hint, a tiny glimpse even of, of my peripheral vision, I have, I, 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 I'm just like, oh, don't look over there. And so I've been noticing a lot of roadkill out in these parts. Munfordville, by the way, I'm passing a sign that says Munfordville. I wonder if that's where Munford and Sons is from. <laughs> so I've been seeing a lot of roadkill. And I hear that a lot of these streets out here in uh, Tennessee 
you know, these small streets that go through these wooded areas don't have lights around. There are no street lights, there are no lights around. Why is that? Why is that? One would think that someone would be proactive with that and and hang some lights. And so I thought, gosh, if there was something that could be done where I'm I'm think I'm thinking in my brain about those those lights that um we used to have some I think we had some in the house maybe uh and outside they got outside ones but lights that you can just they 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 basically they power all day they're solar powered so all day they're soaking up the sun soaking up the rays and then when it gets dark they go on, but they don't turn on until it gets dark, and they're on all night long. How they do that, I do not know. Uh, I do not question that witchcraft. However, um, I do. I do appreciate it. So I was thinking along this. By the way, I just passed a street or a, a sign for a place called Horse Cave, and of course. Of course, of course, a horse, of course. I was just thinking of a cave of horses. Imagine that, going into a a cave, and that's where all these horses are. Instead of bats, it's a bunch of horses. So, and then the next question is, would they be blind? Would they be albino? A lot of these creatures that are deep under sea, living in the caves, they're blind. Uh, So, that's, that's a... That's a story for the for a whole nother time. A whole nother time. So actually, now that I think about talking about caves, these kinds of lights that I'm talking about would be perfect for caves. Perfect. Uh, for spelunkers. You just put a bunch of those around. And I'm sure, I'm sure there are people who have already thought about that type of stuff. But I'm thinking, for these these streets in particular. Why not hang some street lights that do the same thing? And or get a bunch of these things and stick them into the side of the road, into the grass, into the dirt, along the side of the road so people see where the side of the road is before they even come up to the corner. So it's not like a, whoa, there's a corner. But they see. They see there's there's a bend in the road. And plus, maybe it would help them see animals easier. So, you'd have less roadkill, you'd have less accidents, and uh, you'd be able to see this beautiful forest lit up at night, which is something that how many of these people can say that they've, that they've ever seen? How many people, how many people in the state of Tennessee where these particular roads are, how many people can actually say that they have seen the forest at night. Now, I'm sure, yes, people go out there with their flashlights and they, you know, but imagine if you're able to see, you know, see the forest at night, see the light reflecting off those branches, off those, off those leaves. It'd be pretty cool, I think. So, if you live in Tennessee and you have a company and you want to look like a superhero, I'm thinking it would be great if there's like a charity or something where you get a company to donate like a bunch of these lights in exchange for great marketing. I think it would have to be something like that, maybe. 
to kind of inspire them to, you know, give those up. Billionaires, I mean, think about billionaires and just how much awesome they could do for, like, rather than us going, oh, wow, they're building a rocket and they're, they're flying around the earth, we could say, which is great, uh, but what if we were to be like, oh, my God, these billionaires are, like, totally... Like, they made a village for homeless people. And they're just shipping all these homeless people over in buses to this village. And then maybe you got people there who are paid to, you know, help th- uh, therapize, ther- thera- therapeutically speaking, <laughs> uh, help these people. Uh, you know, or, or the VA hospitals could really use them. But imagine that. We could, like, really applaud these billionaires. If those billionaires were to put some lights on some of these streets. Wow, they're saving lives. Um, so there, there's there's a lot that could be done there. Uh, heck, they, you could even make a movie about it. Let's say you make a movie and then you, you put some lighting company, you know, some specific company that, that, that does that type of thing. Um that makes them very inexpensively, uh, makes the lights very inexpensively. And, uh, that way it's not going to be a huge cost to them. But you go, guess what? We'll, we'll make a movie about someone who does this. We'll use your lights and then we'll, you know, maybe that's what happens then. Those people are look like, you know, wow, they use our lights you plant the seed in their ideas. A lot of people get ideas from the media that they're watching and that they're listening to. That's where they get a lot of these ideas from. That's why a lot of these a lot of these scientists became scientists because they read science fiction. They read H.G. Uh, 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 Wells, Ray Bradbury, Niven. A lot of these great guys. Orson Scott Card, and they wanted to see those things happen to help usher those things into fruition to manifestation here now here I was just talking about horses that have that are that are whites that are albino and they just have you know like they're blind I'm all looking over here and here's a completely white school bus I don't think I've ever seen a completely white school bus so now of course that's making me think is this was this school bus kept in a cave and is the driver blind maybe uh, maybe instead of lights on this bus maybe it moves with sonar wouldn't that be interesting now there's an invention, sonar. Sonar capable cars. Ooh. Huh, something to think about. Something to think about. Something to think about. It's busting, it's busting, oh, R&R harvesting. It's busting a whole bunch of sleepy people in there. Maybe they're uh, strawberry workers. Harvesting. What are they harvesting? That's something that's curious, huh? What are they harvesting? By the way, um, there's an app called the CE5 app. It's developed by Dr. Stephen Greer. And uh, if you got the Gaia Network, there's a great series on there with uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Stephen Greer created the CE5. CE5 is Close Encounter of the Fifth Kind, which is intentional UFO manifestation. 
Uh, I, I am itching to use the CE5 protocol. I downloaded the app. I've got it. And uh, people all over the world have been using that app uh, to, to bring about UFO sightings. Groups of 10, 20, 30 people going out there and, and they're into putting out the intention of seeing these UFOs. Sometimes people get freaked out because the UFOs get so close and uh, they were not intending that close. So the UFO, the, the extraterrestrials will uh, go as close to you as you are, uh, uh, the more you are willing to accept them, much like any human being right? You feel safer around those who accept you. So usually, unless you're born without that filter of, of knowing whether, without that, without that ability of reading the room, so to speak. So that's my two cents or perhaps five cents about the CE5. You're listening to Insprouter Projecto. idea that I've had a while ago and uh, I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast but we, you know how we always hear about how uh, the polar ice caps are melting because all the trees are getting chopped down I'm sure there is a kind of tree or plant that can still grow within um extreme cold conditions. What that is, I don't know. However, I'm putting it out there that something like that exists. There's got to be. I mean, if there if there are fish, if there are fish that are born uh, in oceans where lava sprouts out from the from underneath the depths and these fish you know don't get burned if something like that exists then certainly there are trees and plants that that uh, and I you know, I'm just driving right now so I can't I can't uh, I'm not gonna look it up however I was thinking what if on these icebergs we we get uh, helicopters or airplanes, or from ships, whatever is out there. They fly over the icebergs, and they kind of like what I'm getting the image in my brain of like you know like when there are fires out there, and then the and then the airplanes fly overhead, and they they disperse all that like sand, all the sand. Well, maybe there's something like that where they disperse all these seeds, like a crop duster, like a crop duster. And they crop dust the icebergs. So now you got these sea. I, I, man, I thought about this more than 10, 10 years ago. Probably, God, probably 15 years ago. Because um, some kid was talking about the polar ice caps melting in a, in a class I was substitute teaching. So we crop dust these icebergs. We go over all of them. And we drop these seeds for plants that grow 
with cold, 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 you know, ice. And so you got these floating icebergs that are now growing these trees. And then the trees are giving oxygen. So there you go. So rather than, let's say, the Antarctic, if it's if, it, if they're truly depending on the trees that we have here, well, then we'll just give them trees there. Very simple. Give them trees. So let me know what your thoughts are. Please. I was just thinking about the idea that uh, our voice is an instrument, and I remember... When I went to Columbia College, they're talking about that. Your voice is an instrument. And so if that's the case, I thought to myself, what if we were to intentionally play our song, our orchestra, in such a melodious way, in such a, an, an orchestral, deliciously sounding, smooth, graceful way because our voice is what people are listening to I'm saying this out loud right now listening to myself going wow I seem to be yelling a lot on the podcast I think that's for a few reasons number one uh, I grew up as a short guy so a lot of my friends were taller so I had to talk much louder for people to hear me two Uh, I I would find myself, if I was not being heard, like, not just, oh, what, what did you just say? But, like, just not heard, I would speak louder to make sure that they heard me. And then the other thing is, after joining Yachtly Crew, I think I'm finding myself talk louder. Because I'm standing next to the drums, those loud drums. And maybe I'm not aware of just how loud I truly am. Also, I'm from a theater background, where when we talked, we had to hit the back of the theater. We had to make sure everyone heard us. If you ever notice with opera singers, they don't use microphones. They hit the back of the they hit the back of the theater, don't they? So I've been out of touch with using my diaphragm when talking. However, maybe this is my message to myself right now to start using my diaphragm more often to talk. So what if we used our voices each and every day in each and every way to Our dialogue were an orchestra where it was pleasant for people to hear where we weren't just talking just to hear ourselves talk um, or talking just to get our point across or opinion across or making certain that you know oh I can't wait till I say this because this will really astonish them but really going Here's the thing I'm presenting to you. Here's here's the thing I'm given. As it's been said, like for instance, we look in the Bible, it says, the Word was God. The Word was with God. So, the Word is God. Spellcasting, we've heard about it all the time. The Word. Boom. It's 
why hypnotists are so good at what they do. They've figured out the words that, that program the brain. Words program the brain. Let's remember that. So that's why uh, it's important what kind of media we ingest through our ears. We have two mouths and they're on the side of our heads. Two mouths for digesting on the side of our head. It's pretty interesting. I just had this idea for three characters and their last names would be Chattanooga, Kalamazoo, and Timbuktu. I've always loved those names. But those would be the last names of, of three characters. Maybe they're detectives? I don't know. Something like that. Perhaps. Whoa. Okay. Okay. I was just thinking about Tommy's music. I was thinking about the fact that I, I, I did the album art for the cover for his song Desiree, which is uh, about his girlfriend Desiree. And I was just thinking about... Well, also, I have a song called Face Palm, the Face Palm theme song, uh, which I was going to attach to this episode, but uh, they only let you do it from Spotify. And for some reason, Spotify starts the song in the middle of the song, so I'm just, I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I would only put it in here if it started from the beginning. So, it's called Desiree. Maybe I'll attach that song at the end of this episode. So, I was thinking about doing that, that cover, uh, 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 I was thinking about that cover. Uh, that I drew, and Tommy has a song called, I think it's called Two Rivers Girl, or just Two Rivers, and I just passed a huge billboard that said Two Rivers. Wow, and I'm getting close, I'm getting close to where I'm supposed to be going here, my destination, I'm about 13 minutes away, baby, 13 mins, so we've been together on this entire journey. And uh, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. Thank you. Whoa, I just thought of another rivers-related thing that had to do with two rivers. My friend Mara and her sister Rhonda. Their last name is Rivers. Or is it River? Rivers? Rhonda Rivers, Mara Rivers. They were at the show. La- they were at the uh, the whiskey show on the twenty third. Wow. And you know what? October is ten, number ten. So it was one, two, three. How cool is that? On the number one, two, three, I had two rivers at the whiskey a go go. Interesting. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to believe that there is something within these segments that uh, strike a chord with you. Maybe there's something that you yourself had thought about. And I just so happened to, at that very moment, say it out loud or remind you of a great revelation that you had. Um, I trust that your day 
is filled with inspiration. Should you decide to share any of that with me, I will put it onto an episode. Call the hotline voicemail 561-203-9179 or 561-203-9179. Call me up, leave a message, and I will put it here on the episode for you. This goes out to iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Breaker, Spreaker, CastBox, Radio Public, TuneIn, iHeart, Google Podcasts, all over the place. Podomatic, Podbean, all over the place. So, thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And now, for an outro from our buddy, our buddy from Twin Peaks. Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto.